ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again. It is time for your weekend wrap-up here on the Break the Bell podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is the weekend. It is a weekend, and spring is in the air, and it's like it is. super nice oh, out. I know. Compared to last weekend. Yeah, well, even like two days ago. Yeah. It was, it was nice. like 30-something, and now it's like 65. Yeah, and I will take this all day long. Oh, I've heck yeah. Been out and actually tilling up a garden for this year. Getting an early start really on it. really impressive. Getting an early start on it, and I have fully have to blame uh, John Odermatt of the Lions of Liberty because he posted something. He's like, uh, guys, it's planting time. What are you guys planting? It's like, shit, it's time to garden already. So I went and started digging and doing nice. a, a bunch of back-breaking stuff. And then I was like, you know, I don't think I did this until like May of last year. <laughs> and so I'm like, yes. I guess I'm getting an early start. Thanks, John. Did you ever call Guinness about uh, the peppers you grew last year? <laughs> I have not, but I fully think that I had the most and the hottest habanero ghost pepper combination. I, I, I would agree with that, yes, yes. I think I'm going to weaponize my peppers because they're not eating, they're not for human consumption, apparently, most of them. Well, they, they start out good. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then they kick your ass, like, yes. immediately afterwards. Yeah. And literally kick your ass sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, an, like, an onion that was, like, soaking in the jar with, with it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really good. And then all of a sudden my lips felt like... The size of like shenanigs. Like, <laughs> like I said, if you can't, if you if they're not made good enough for human consumption, if they're too hot for that, then why not weaponize them? We can right? make some serious. Oh my I gosh! I mean, I've yeah. pepper bombed my house three times, three or four times now. You just had a recent one, yeah. Yeah, it's just yesterday. You throw throw a little bit of the peppers in a pan with some butter, and all of a sudden the whole house like erupts, and like everybody's yes. eyes are burning. Uh, my nose was just like draining. Yes. Kids are all coughing and shit. Can we break the bell pepper spray? Yeah, I, we might as well. <clears throat> Some, something. We'll get canisters, like yeah. uh, pepper bomb can- canisters. We'll market them. Might like as well. Um, but I think I decided this year I'm going to uh, plant some more edible foods. Okay. <laughs> like foods more sustaining because uh, those peppers aren't going to sustain me very long. If if it comes down to, hey, we got to rely on our own gardening and our own home produce and stuff, right. I, I don't think the hot peppers are going to do it. I think they're <laughs> no. going to do the opposite because no. it's going to evacuate. All it, systems evacuate. <laughs> Unless you set them out and then like deer come and eat them and then die. <laughs> that could be. that, But I, I, I think the smells that they put off is probably keeping the deer at bay. Yeah, that probably, probably. Maybe maybe I need to plant some around my garden to keep the critters out go. of the garden. There you go. <laughs> you just find a bunch of dead rabbits yeah. in the garden. <laughs> next That's horrible. So how, how's your weekend been going? I know it's been you're busy. Yeah, we're, you're kicking ass too. Yeah, we're trying to get our house on the market. So, uh, you know, we've been in our house for 17 years and collected quite a bit of stuff and a lot of repairs that have just kind of been, you know, it's just one of those things it's like, oh, well, I know how that door works, so I'm not going to worry about fixing it because, right. you know, and now it's and then like... And the realtor comes in and he's like, oh, you should probably fix that door. Yeah, and like, right, exactly. But, yeah. But you, all you got to do is jiggle it yeah. just right. It's like my laundry light. You know, the, the little pulley string broke on it for years, so I would just go up and, and twist tie the, the high voltage wires, you know, with oh, the wire nut, you know, fantastic. to get the light going. <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah, just tell the realtor that, tell the new buyers, oh, yeah, it is, <laughs> you just... Just, just keep gotta... this wire not handy, and when you want a light, you just twist it together. There you go. Yeah, perfect. You got it. You got it. Just don't touch the yeah, light. Yeah, make sure that there's no flooding in the basement down here when you do it. Well, 
we got to get into this show because, like, like I said, spring is in the air, yes. and um, apparently, right now, Miami is under siege. Really, Miami? Miami is under siege of spring breakers. Oh, you remember last year when they were all like still doing it, yes. even though there was all the shutdowns. Yeah, yep. there was like riots and shit. Well, like Miami is trying to be dramatic again, and you got to hear this article because. This article is from thedailymail.com. It says, Spring breakers flash the flesh at ruckus beachside parties after two years of COVID cancellations while the Miami Beach Beach mayor beefs up police presence and says his city is under siege. Okay, they had a year off and now they're pussified. (laughs) They had two years off. Okay. But yeah, now people are flooding to Miami Beach for spring break. And he's like, oh my God, we're under siege. It's never been this bad before. Yes, it has. <laughs> it's always been this bad. So I'm gonna pull this one up because this one is ridiculous and you gotta I, I read part of this and you gotta hear this. Let me figure out how to share this screen. So here we go. Like I said, it's from dailymail.com. It says spring breakers were seen enjoying wet t-shirt contests, twerking and public smooching sessions as the annual party surged back bigger I'm than ever. Now. <laughs> Following a two-year COVID lull, this has to be written by like a serious boomer. Because, oh yeah, because right. it's just like they were twerking and showing <laughs> flesh and flashing in wet t-shirt. They were showing their nips in their wet t-shirts. It says even as mayor of Miami Beach, beef, beef, Miami <laughs> Beach. Okay, it says Miami Beach beefed up. So I got the two okay, mixed up. Gotcha. Uh, as the Miami Beach beefed up. Beachside police numbers is a tongue twister and said the city is under siege from ruckus revelers. Wow. This person's going for a Pulitzer. This is like major boomer city. <laughs> Hotels were booked solid in both Miami Beach and South Padre Island, Texas, swelling the population of both vacation towns with young men and women looking to cut loose for a few days of partying on the beach. An estimated 570,000 students will flock to Florida, according to Tampa Bay Times. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It says, so here's the mayor. It says, it has felt at times like the city is under siege simply from the volume of people who are coming, the mayor, Dan Gelber, told local station this week. The crowds were fired up for the first opportunity to throw down post-pandemic lockdowns, telling reporters repeatedly that they were just happy to finally let loose after two years of setting at home in their dorm rooms and apartments. Hell yeah. Looks like the state is opening back up. Looks like people are wanting to get out. The kids, they've been locked up in their dorm rooms. We're hoping spring break gets back to normal system, says a bar owner, uh, Clayton Brashear. Um, yeah, the bar owners are probably static about Yuck, this. Yeah, man. I mean, this they're is, gonna business is booming. <laughs> they're gonna make bank this year. So, yeah, so they're loving this. So there's a lot of pictures of college girls in bikinis. So it's, it's it, an invasion. Reveler swarmed. All these captions crack me up. Reveler swarmed to Miami Beach. You got to think of this in like old lady right, boomer right, style. Yeah. Uh, where police have increased their presence this week in order to tame unruly crowds, which <laughs> rioted and caused millions in damage last year. Yeah, they rioted and caused millions of damage last year, not because of spring break, but because you tried to stop this thing right. that's been happening yeah. every year for Since as the, long as spring yeah. break has Since been a the thing. Since the 60s. Yes. So, so don't, don't say it's the spring breakers. Fall. It, yeah. It's you trying to like yeah. put that back in a bag right. once it's been let out. Yeah, I mean, again, th- these business owners down there, bar owners, club owners, whatever, you know, times have been slim the last couple yeah. of years, and now now they're booming, and it's like 
they're loving it, but like you said, these this Karen Boomer, whatever you want to call her, him, sure. whatever, this get off my lawn person yeah. is like hitting the dramatic notes. <laughs> well, here, ladies in bikinis play a friendly game of ta- toss and tackle football while gentlemen stood around and refereed in Miami Beach. <laughs> and then, so there's these chicks like playing football in a bikini, and this guy here is taking a selfie. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> After. A tough two years in pandemic lockdown. Students are ready to put away the books for a couple weeks and have some fun. Police are seen arresting a man in Miami Beach after pulling him over as a huge crowd of young people gra- gather around. Oh, that could be a riot. Ooh. Spring breakers partying on St. Patrick's Day. This is funny. Rev- revelers twerk on Miami Beach while others, young people, can be seen dancing and having a good time. You know, for... <laughs> I, I see here are the complaints and then I see the pictures and I I'm like if it's that big of a problem for you you're taking some really good promotional photos. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if they're Doesn't com- this look horrible? I can't tell if they're coming at it because they said the mayor said the city was under siege and that was yeah. the headline. So I don't know if they're coming at it from a right. uh, this is a good thing or if they're like, "Oh my god, look at these people yeah. twerking." But I'm taking it the other way yeah. just cuz yeah. of the headline. So Aren't you glad how... you're not there? <laughs> no. Scantily clad woman take to the beach it's on horrible. Thursday. It's horrible. <laughs> beach bums were spotted soaking some sun. Those are beach bums. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there any more? It says we're always on high alert, the mayor said, adding that in 2021 was a particularly tough year for a city with several riots, particularly unruly crowds. Again, that's because you tried to mm-hmm. shut them down. All they want to do is put on their bikinis yeah. and let loose yeah. and hang out on the beach. And you're like, oh, no, because you're going to spread germs right. and shit So yeah. in the cooties. So go back. Everybody go back to your dorms. We can't have uh, – yeah. you're not six feet. Six foot distancing right. here. Yeah. Uh, could you could you please put a You're mask not on? A mask, yeah. Says last year was especially terrible. Our community is probably even more popular this year than it was last. Yeah. Our hope is that people learned a little bit of the experience from last year. We intend to arrest people who violate our rules. Man, this guy sounds like a dick. Yeah, right. Dude, go home. It's spring freaking break. Go yeah. home. If you right. don't like it, just go home. Yeah. Why I mean, are you in Florida? How if, often move to Arkansas? How often do you really hear of riots on at spring yeah, break or no. really any? I mean, yeah, there's unruliness or yeah. th- I mean, there's the typical right. kids being kids or whatever, drunken disorderliness, yeah. whatever. But, but hardly uh, riots. No, hard, hard. The only reason there was riots is because they tried to stop yeah. the drunken right. disorderly. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't like that kind of atmosphere, why are you in Florida? Because Why are you the mayor of Miami Beach? <laughs> right, exactly. Of all places. Yes, you I never. Be the mayor. I never of... showed people. What was, did I show people what was going on? Was it up on the screen? There? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No, I was going to say, man, people got are disappointed. <laughs> They're like, why don't I get to see the beach bums? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> why are you not showing me pictures? <laughs> Start throwing shit. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that. I just saw the article that Miami Beach was under siege. I was like, yeah. oh shit, it's happening again. And it's just like, no, it's no, not it's happening not. again. It's just typical business as usual. And, and the mayor is out. I wonder, is this a new mayor? Is he like? I didn't know it was going to be like this. I don't know. Probably, well, since last year, 
probably knew last year and was just like, oh my God, why did we ever allow spring break? All these people do is riot and burn he, shit. You know, this guy is going to become like the, the preacher from Footloose. <laughs> Sorry, right. no dancing in our county. This is a dry county. <laughs> probably. Yeah, no alcohol on the beach. No, uh, no dancing. No, uh, uh, Bikinis yeah. will not be oh, allowed. All swimsuits permitted. must must be from the ankles to the knees and, and have long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and be up to your your yes. neckline. We will have no inappropriateness. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. So uh, again, I I understand how they don't want last year to happen, but there's one way to prevent that from happening is to freaking chill the yeah. fuck out. Right. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that that was the whole problem last yeah. year is they were so uptight about COVID restrictions yeah. and people just wanted to let loose. And now yeah. the COVID restrictions have yeah. laxed and people are letting loose and they're like, oh my God, it could be the same as last year. Yeah. No, no, because you... You're relaxing and right. chilling the right. fuck out. Yeah, you're you're letting the business owners get their get paid. Yeah, tax revenues are going to go up. You're going to look like a hero by the end of the year. Yeah, you would think, but he's going to come out and be like, "Did you see all that twerking yeah, that right. went on in the spring? We, I mean, we've done a lot to uh, uh, bring that back to normal for our city here. So, more uh, former pandemic stuff, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, the pandemic is going away because, oh, like we you said, you would think so. Well, like we said, uh, the the Democrats wanted to go away because yes. the election's coming up. Yeah. So obviously now, hey, we beat right. COVID. Yeah, we beat this. Even though I mean, it, this was all Biden's victory lap during the State of the Union about how they beat back COVID. Yeah, and my question is this: If you beat COVID, why are we still calling it a pandemic? Right. It's right. It's an illness still. Yeah. It's a contagion yeah. contagion still. But can we still call it a pandemic at this point? Right. When you're and on the most public platform saying, we beat COVID. Why Why the fuck are we still calling it a pandemic then? Right. Yeah. Why can't we downgrade that? Does that yeah. ever downgrade at it a certain should. point? Yes. Did, uh, like uh, the Black Plague got down downgraded from a... It's no longer right. a pandemic, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> um, the, I haven't the, checked. The Spanish flu, it yeah. was down... I don't think it's still a pandemic. Or do so. they just indefinitely remain... Pandemic maybe, status maybe it forever. Yes, you'd be like, "Well, we're still in the pandemic from 1910." <laughs> Once a pandemic, always a pandemic. Yes, yes. So, I, I don't know, but uh, one person that is holding hard onto this is Dr. Fauci. Of because course. When Dr. Fauci, where's he been for the last three months? Well, he he keeps trying to creep back in. He's like, "Guys, guys, remember now." One, one more thing. One more thing. Uh, if uh, we gotta continue to be vigilant in this because. Uh, this pandemic is still is it's we got a long way to go here, guys. Uh, and if if the pandemic goes away, then I go away. You guys don't want me to go away, do you? Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Please. Yes, we do. Please. Please go away. So Fauci says the pandemic still has a a way to go, and we must be prepared to return to COVID nineteen restrictions if cases surge. Do you is think there, anybody's going to buy this shit say, anymore? Is there anybody who's like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm glad Fauci showed up and told us that. I, I feel like even the Democrats are like, sit down and shut the fuck up, I know, dude. it's like, dude, it's election you year. Had your, yeah, you had your time. Yeah. You did You did the thing we needed you yeah. to do. You're done. We gained the control we needed to. We gained the election we needed to. Yeah. Now we got to maintain this right. current election. So shut the fuck yeah. up and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit back and collect your 635000 a year. So it says Fauci also gave insight onto whether he's considering retiring. <laughs> so we got to hear this one. He's going to get his own talk show. Oh, God. 
Don't ever say that. <laughs> it's true. I just read Maury Povich is retiring. So oh, wow. Someone's got to take his place. Somebody's got to step up and fill those shoes. Uh, this is from foxnews.com. It says, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci told ABC News anchor George Stephanopoulos, two of my favorite people in one sentence, right. uh, on Sunday that Americans must be flexible and prepared to return to COVID-19 restrictions if cases surge. The head of the National Institute, uh, blah, 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 all those things that he, his accolades, yes. and, and and chief medical advisor to President Biden, uh, commented on a possible future surge in the United States due to Omicron variant BA2 <laughs> that is causing COVID-19 cases to rise in Europe. During an interview on ABC's This Week, Stephanopoulos asked Fauci if there was any reason to reverse the current relaxation of restrictions across the country. You know he's baiting him. You know, oh hell yeah. Is there? Would there ever be any reason to <laughs> reinstate these? Well, obviously, yeah. If things go back to the the cases go back to where they were, yeah. Obviously, that would be reason in their eyes. To reverse that. I'm right. not saying in my eyes that yeah. would be a reason, but if for that reason we were yeah. locked down to begin with, right. obviously if we get back to those levels, you'd think we'd yeah. lock back down. It's gonna be well, possibly uh Thanksgiving of later this year. Oh, obviously, or the the dark winter after yes. the election, obviously. Yeah, obviously. During an interview Okay, I re- already read that. Says Fauci was reluctant to rule out returning to COVID nineteen restrictions, despite acknowledging that the latest strain was mild in response to vaccines and prior infections. Wow. He actually admitted to the prior right. infection. Oh, part. I love how he's wearing the mask there. Is that current? Is that like from this meeting? I don't know. Does it, does it say? Talk about political theater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to wear oh, that yeah. from now right. on. Yeah. He says, I don't think so, George. Not right now. <laughs> I don't see us going back into any more really very strict kinds of restrictions. But you always have to be to have the flexibility, he said. Fauci suggested places which had relaxed restrictions could see them back if their cases surged due to the new variant. Of variant. Remember, Even though it's very mild. Right. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he admits yeah. that it's really mild. Remember, when the CDC came out with a modification of their metrics, which would lead to the guidelines of what the regions or countries or counties in the country should have a masking indoor, they made it very clear that as you pull back on restrictions, if we do see a significant surge, particularly one that might result in increased hospitalizations, we have to be prepared to pivot and perhaps reinstitute some of the restrictions. But right now, at this point, I don't see that. So possibly after November is what it sounds like to me. Yeah, right, exactly. Near the end of the interview, Stephanopoulos asked Fauci whether he was ready to rest as we approached the end of the pandemic phase. However, Fauci said he wouldn't be leaving the public eye as we still have a way to go to getting out of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Chuckling, he told Stephanopoulos, I'm not so sure, George. I want to make sure we're really out of this before I really seriously consider doing anything different. We're what a still guy. in this. Yeah, I know, from the bottom of his heart. Right. He says, I think we're clearly going the right direction. I hope it stays this way. And so there was another article. I'm not going to read it, but it, it says, uh, Dr. Fauci backtracks on hints that he's thinking of retiring because we still have a way to go before COVID pandemic yeah. finally ends. So, right. no, like like you said, he's he's sitting on that $600 whatever oh, yeah. thousand. His retirement is estimated to be like 450000 So oh, he's sure. going to take a pay cut, and he's going to be yeah. out of the eye of the public. So as for... 
as long as he can keep COVID going, he's going to keep COVID mm-hmm. going because he's not going to retire until COVID's right. gone. Because what else does Fauci have, really? Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's his claim to fame yeah. is is well, COVID nineteen. Like I said, you know, there there's the the left Hollywood um, people who buy into this or people that like to use it. They're gonna find a way to keep him in the public spotlight. You know, they're gonna God, find I a way to thrust him out there because it's just like that stupid uh, what was it movie National Geographic special that hit movie theaters about a year ago. You know, they think he he is a celebrity, right? They think he's this. Um, well, I got their Fauci children's book back here. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On the back shelf, right behind so me. They, so they, you know, they underestimate the guy's po- or overestimate the guy's popularity. It's like the only people that really think of him as anybody are people that really take this all seriously, which I think that number is pretty dwindled down. At this I think, point. yeah, I think it's starting to, and I think now that the cat's out of the bag, that hey. We don't need these restrictions yeah. anymore. I think if they tried to re-implement them, I I even saw an article that said if the UK tries to ramp back up restrictions or lockdowns, um, people are going to riot in the streets. Oh, and yeah. and yeah. I see that happening. I it's yeah. just like um, you you can't do this again. Right. You can't do this to a, no matter what you. Yeah, people it, aren't going to have it. No, no. I think people. I think I I could see people like a. Major vote of no confidence in our government system. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I understand that that's not really a thing in this country, right? Even though it yeah. should be, right? But that's... there are other ways to take vote, quote unquote, votes right. of no confidence. Yeah, in in other, yeah, uh, less like peaceful said, forms. The, right. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it, it is an election year, and I mean that's the ultimate vote of no confidence is voting out the party that is maintaining the the lockdowns. Well, uh, the ultimate vote of no confidence would be to oust the people well, yes. in charge. Violently right now. overthrow. Yeah, violently, not so violent. Would it in really this country, take in this country? Would it be have to be that violent though to overthrow Biden? <laughs> no, I mean look, all you'd have to do is be like, "Hey, Joe, uh, uh, there's snacks over there," and he's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, snacks," and he walks over and you just Juice shut box? the door. Juice box. <laughs> you just shut shut the White yeah, House right. door behind him and, and it's, like, where, it's done. Where, where's the president? Oh, he said he, he was done. <laughs> yeah, he quit. He just he yeah, just quit. he just said he wanted to go home and watch Walt. <laughs> so there's that. But speaking of the almighty powerful Joe Biden, Biden had some stern words for uh, uh, President Ooh, Xi. Stern, stern words, wow. uh, citing that there would be consequences. If, I wonder if he called him Jack. <laughs> listen, now, Jack. Listen, Jack. If if, if uh, you back uh, Ukraine, I mean, I mean Russia in this war. If you back uh, Yemen in this, war, who are we fighting again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you back Russia in this yeah. war, <laughs> the consequences will be dire. Yeah. So so he pretty much told, supposedly, because he had that two-hour-long phone yeah. conversation right. with Which China. Which I was telling you, an hour and 45 minutes of it was him doing like, hey, hey are you there? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Huh? Hello? I, I huh? can't understand you. Yeah? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> How, how how do you turn this thing on? <laughs> yeah. It's a video thing on his phone, and he's like putting it to his ear, and all he, all you see is like the side of his face. Yeah, hello, can you can you talk a little louder? <laughs> so so this is from Bloomberg. It says Biden warned G of consequences for backing Russia in the war. And China hasn't said yet that they're. Yeah. They they've said quite the opposite actually. Yeah, they've come out and said that look, we're we're trying to deescalate this thing as quickly as possible. Well, it seems like the U.S. is trying to like ramp up tensions more like with China. Yeah, it really does seem like because that. I had seen some stuff where like 
uh, the U.S. is taking a firm stand, like putting like a warship in the freaking Taiwan mm-hmm. Strait or right. something. Yeah. And I, it there's just a few th- articles floating around out there, and I'm just like, why why are we doing this? Right. It's like he's trying to he's trying to make it seem like. Like China's more like nefarious. And China's in this like than we don't are. want this war yeah, either. We like, told um, them no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why, why do you keep doing yeah. this to us? So uh, it says U.S. President Joe Biden warned Chinese President Xi Jinping uh, in a video conference on Friday of implications and consequences should China support Russia's invasion of Ukraine, while Xi assured Biden that the country didn't want the war. The highly anticipated call was the first conversation between the two men since Russians' invasion last month. President Biden detailed our President Biden detailed our efforts to prevent uh, and the respond and then respond to invasion, including imposing costs on Russia. The White House said in a statement, he described the implication and consequences if China provided material support to Russia as it conducts brutal attacks against Ukrainian cities and civilians. The brief White House statement described the conversation as focused on Ukraine, but much lengthier sum- summaries released by China side by the China side portrayed a more wide-ranging discussion, including the situation in Ukraine, and said that the U.S. had requested the call. Xi told Biden that the invasion is not something we want to see, according to Chinese summaries, and that the events again show that countries should not come to the point of meeting on the battlefield on the battlefield. The video conference began shortly after 9 a.m. Washington time and ended just before 11 a.m. So two freaking hours. Wow. That I mean, that's impressive for Biden. That, wow. uh, for him to be awake that long is impressive. Think about, gee, I mean, that's shit, man. Two hours on the phone with Biden? Oh, God. <laughs> Holy crap. That takes some stamina. <laughs> no doubt. It was an opportunity for Biden to assess whether Beijing, or where Beijing stands on the war and how Xi views his country's role after some Chinese officials issued conflicting statements on their support for Ukraine and Russia. Biden pointed out to Xi in detail the response to Russia's invasion from governments around the world, as well as the private sector, according to a senior administrator, um, who briefed reporters after the call on the condition of anonymity. Many international companies have withdrawn from Russia's market, including Visa, MasterCard, McDonald's, and Starbucks. So it made them healthier, it sounds like. Exactly. And less in debt. Yeah. Biden made clear to Xi that there likely would be consequences for anyone who supports Russia, the official said. Interesting about that is you sent me the article that said uh, India is now buying oil from From Russia. Russia. So to say, hey, there's going to be consequences and implications if anybody supports Russia, what what does that mean for India, who's kind of, like we've said before, kind of for us, kind of for Russia, kind of for China, they just... Yeah, and when Go we were the when we were going them. through like the for and against, you know, mm-hmm. like um, roll call, you know, India was the one that we thought would be interesting because we thought that yeah, they had relations with Russia, but they didn't really care for China, yeah. and so we weren't really sure which way they would lean. And obviously, you know, they just want their fucking oil. Mm-hmm. But I, like you said, it's like okay, we give money to India, so they don't use their nuclear weapons. Sure. So. You know, what kind of would we put sanctions on India? Someone we consider kind of an ally against China? Well, based on that phone call to China, apparently anybody who supports yeah. Russia will get some kind of consequences. And this is 
fully supporting Russia. Right. Maybe not militarily, but supporting their economy that Biden is trying to tank. Well, this Biden is, needs to be careful because India might accidentally shoot a missile his way. That is true. <laughs> I mean, they have a tendency of doing that, as yes. we pointed out multiple times. So this is from Al Jazeera. It says, Russian oil sale to India complicates Biden's efforts. It says, India is buying discounted Russian oil despite the U.S. ban, which could help Russia boost its beleaguered economy. U.S. U.S. President Joe Biden's campaign to unite the globe against Russian invasion of Ukraine is being challenged not only by adversaries such as China. doesn't seem like it's really being ch- I know, challenged. I China's not doing anything. China's like, what, what are you <laughs> Why talking? Why do you do this? <laughs> you, I, China's, China's got their own game, I think, yeah, They do, yeah. And Russia, Russia's a pawn yeah. for them. For China, yes. Right. And so yeah. China's going to sit back and... Uh, China's going to plead the fifth as yeah. long as they have to. Then all of a sudden they're going to be like, you know what? We're taking yeah. over Russia. Yeah. All of Russia's ours because it's bankrupt. So we're going to buy Russia. Right. How, how much, Mr. Putin, how much to buy the whole country? <laughs> right. Do you take cash? <laughs> <laughs> Do you take Chinese yeah. like, yuan? And like we've talked in the past, you know, China's playing like the long game. They're mm-hmm. playing four-dimensional chess and, and you know. Yeah, um, they're like, hold and people are like, are you seeing what's happening? And G's like, hold. And then like 10 years later, he's like, hold. <laughs> it's like, are we going to? And then he's like, okay, now uh, right. it's a mess. Let's just go clean yeah, up. Right. And then they just take over all of yeah. Asia. Like said, Biden's playing Candyland. Mm-hmm. So. It says, uh, an Indian government official said on Friday that the country will increase its imports of Russian oil, allowing it to boost energy supplies at a discount as its economy struggles to recover from the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, that's just them being smart. Yeah. Because Russia's got to sell their oil, oh, yeah. like offer it. You know they're going to reach out to all these countries oh, and be yeah. like, look, I, I know there's a ban, but what if I gave it to you at half price? Right, yeah. I, I mean, you're struggling, I'm struggling, let's yeah. help each other out. And India's like, you know what? That's yeah. a really fucking good deal. Right, yeah. And the U.S. is like, oh, we're going to impose sanctions. They're like, what are you going to do, block our oil? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll exactly. get more cheap oil from Russia. Yeah. Right, you're not going to pay us to use our nuclear weapons anymore? Oh, okay. All right, <laughs> that sounds good. Oops, accidental missile <laughs> launch. It says, uh, the official who was not authorized to talk to reporters and spoke on the condition of anonymity once wow, again. Wow, they do that again. Again, They yes. do that a lot. Said the latest purchase was 3 million barrels. Although India is not alone in buying Russian energy, several European allies, such as Germany, have continued to do so. The decision conflicts with Biden's efforts to isolate Russia's economy with sanctions. Uh, The increased flow of oil could further strain the relationship between Washington and New Delhi, which has already been tested by India's recent procurement of advancement. Advanced Russian air defense systems. I didn't know they were buying defense air systems from Russia either. It sounds like the the country that doesn't really take that takes all the sides. I want to say they don't take sides. They take all the sides. They're opportunists. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds like they're taking sides because Russian missiles are really cheap too. Yeah. Well, and and it's interesting because we we've accused Pakistan of that, Mm -hmm. and you know Pakistan, India, you know they're the they're the big rivals in that area. So yeah, it's interesting to me that China or uh, India is acting as the opportunist also. Says so the White House is still considering whether to enact sanctions on India for the purchase. The issue is being looked at with a different spin following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, according to a U.S. official familiar with the Biden administration's deliberations. 
the officials spoke on the condition of anonymity <laughs> to discuss internal decision making. Right. There's a lot of speaking on condition of yeah, anonymity know, right? today. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the word of the day. Maybe they have their own hotline. <laughs> <laughs> they must. Uh, you can call 1-800-anonymity.com <laughs> or whatever. 1-800-anonymity. And they're like, that is a lot of numbers. <laughs> Doyle Dale is a reminder of how the war in Ukraine has created a complicated geopolitical balancing act for Biden. It, it sounds to me it's kind of like what we were saying last week. It's just like people are yeah. just like, you know what? You, your sanctions are just fucking us up, too. So, right. um, no. Yeah, right, right. We got to look out for our own. Yeah, exactly. We got to, like, our people are struggling, too, yeah. and... Um, we got to do something about that. And they got really cheap freaking oil. Right. So why wouldn't but we buy Biden their oil? Biden is the only guy in this whole game who's not looking out for his own country. Yeah. Well, they and they talked about Germany, how they're still buying from Russia because they're yeah. very, in like most of their oil comes from Russia. Right. Apparently, they've worked out a new deal with Qatar to reduce dependence on Russia, which is probably because Russia is going to cut them off. Not right. because they're like... You know, uh, we should side with the U.S. and cut off our oil right. purchase from Russia because of Ukraine. No, they're probably like, oh, Russia's probably going to cut us off because yeah. the U.S. is being uh, the way they are. Yeah. So so we should probably do something now. Yeah. And it makes me wonder. It's just like, dude, like Trump warned them of this. Yeah. Um, they've been warned that this whole thing was going to kick off mm -hmm. for years. Oh, yeah. Why are they waiting till the right. last second? I mean, can you imagine Qatar's got the upper hand in this one? Oh, like yeah. Russia had to sell their oil cheap right. to get people to buy it. Qatar's like, hmm, you know what? Yeah. How does five hundred dollars a barrel sound? And right. they're like, Really? Yeah. You can't do better than that? No, it don't look like I can. Yeah. And I uh, and I had read that um like a bunch of the oil tycoons were making bank on this oh, because yeah. I read all they got to do is jack their prices up because everybody needs oil right. because they're not getting it. I mean, it's yeah. in short supply, so they can jack prices up to whatever yeah. they want. And so they're making bank. I see Qatar is probably not cutting Germany a real good no, deal here. I would not think so. But it also makes me wonder if Jeremy, Germany, Jeremy, Jeremy? Germany, Ger Germany has um, a different agenda. Oh, because why now? Why you know? For years they've been dependent on Russia, knowing how tumultuous that relationship right. is, right? And even after the whole Crimea thing in 2014, yeah, you know, I mean, they had to have seen something. You know, Trump warned them, and yes, they didn't like Trump. They probably thought he was a wackadoo, but they still, you I know, mean, pursued. Was. Well, yes, but now it's like now they they're like, well, you know, maybe we should find some other things. The other interesting part of this is I heard that the negotiations are for liquid national natural gas. Really? And my understanding is Germany Germ jeez. Why can I not say Germany? I don't know. It's one of those days. Germany doesn't have stations for liquid national gas, natural gas. So what's the point then? That's a great question. Yeah, well, this says Germany and Qatar have reached a long-term energy partnership. A German official has said, as Europe's biggest economy seeks to become less dependent on Russian energy sources. Europe's biggest economy is yeah, Germany? I did not know that. Me neither. Russia Why? is the largest supplier of gas to Germany, and German economy minister Robert Habeck has launched several initiatives to lessen Germans, Germany's energy dependency on Russia since it invaded its neighbor, Ukraine. Qatar's Amir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad al-Thani... <laughs> 
Wow. Met Hebeck on Sunday. <laughs> that is a long-ass name. How many times do they Good have his God. name in this article? <laughs> I don't know. Amir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad al-Thani. Met Hebeck on Sunday, and the two discussed ways to enhance bilateral relations, particularly in the energy se- sector, the Amiri court said in a statement. Spokesperson for the German Economics Ministry in Berlin confirmed on Sunday that the, de- the deal had been clinched. The companies that have come to Qatar with Hebeck will now enter into nego- contract negotiations with the Qatari side. In a statement, Qatar said that for years it had sought to supply Germany, but discussions never led to concrete agreements. Qatar said it agreed with Germany that their respective commercial entities would re-engage and progress discussions on long-term LNG supplies. So liquid natural gas, like you had said. Mm -hmm. So he also met uh, Habeck, the German guy, met Qatari Minister of State for Energy Affairs, Saad Sharida Al-Kabi in Doha, I just wanted to read another I long name. You did, yes. <laughs> where they discuss energy relations and cooperation between Qatar, one of the world's largest top natural gas exporters, and Germany, and ways to enhance them, according to a statement from Al Kabi. So, I'm not gonna read any more of that, but <laughs> um, that's interesting to me that you said they don't have natural gas plants or whatever. Yeah. Just makes it sound like, hey, we could boost our economy by building back better, building better gas plants. Right. Um, Why don't we get this contract with them to provide energy that we can't really use right now? Then we can just build a bunch of these plants, get a bunch of government contracts. You know how government works. Throw money at shit and money comes back to them somehow. So so what do you think of all this? This... Wheeling and dealing that's yeah. going on right now. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to see how the different co- countries are shifting. You know, you got yeah. India and Germany both, you know, kind of making some moves for energy. Strategic moves, but, I would say. But again, like like you said, it's like, you know, they're doing what's best for their countries, one way or another. Yeah, as they should do. As they should, best, right. With... As, as anybody would want their leader of their country to do. Sure. So do you know how our country is, well, at least some elitists or higher-ups in our country suggest that we do what's best for our country because we're we're being affected by the energy oh, shortage absolutely. too. Yes. So so here's a couple things, like like India decided to buy cheap oil from Russia. Makes sense. Germany decided to expand to Qatar and not be so reliant on Russia. Here's what some U.S. elites are saying that we should do to to look out for our our own interests. And the first is this uh, this screenshot that you sent me. From Bloomberg Opinion, this is an opinion piece that says, inflation stings most if you earn less than $300,000. I would agree with that. Yeah, me too. Here's how to deal. Number one, take the bus. Oh, wow. Number two, don't buy in bulk. Have you ever taken the bus in the town we live in here? I have not. Me neither. It's not something I think I would want to do. No. (laughs) Number three. Try lentils instead of meat. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Number four. Nobody said this would be fun. <laughs> so basically, the top of the top that are saying this is going to hurt for people making not the top, basically they're saying fucking deal with it. Yeah, right. Uh, you could take the bus. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if somebody turned around and told yeah. them, you know, you could take the bus. What? Yeah. What? What? 
first of all, what's a bus? Right. Yeah. Like, those they, still exist. They they do that for people. Yeah. Uh, don't buy in bulk. How does that really help? Yeah. Actually, buying right. in bulk is D- better yeah. and cheaper to buy right. in bulk. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, maybe and, they just want you to just buy as you need. Yeah. So you so. can be more dependent later on. Try lentils instead of meat. Yeah, that's not happening. No. 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 I no? mean, I, I I have a supply of, of beans and rice in case of emergency. Yeah, but me too. If no emergency, then yes, I don't think I would do lentils. How does trying lentils instead of meat help inflation? Mm. Are lentils cheaper than meat? I imagine they probably yeah, are. You think? Yeah, maybe. I don't, I I don't know, but that's just so random. When we yeah. talk about like the Great Reset and how they want to get us off the meat based diet, they want to get us on bugs and shit like that. And then all of a sudden they come out and they're like, you know, how you could help inflation is first of all fuck off. Second of all, eat lentils instead of meat. It's just like, yeah, no. So then I got this article here that is titled Elite Suggests Price Controls and Dystopian Travel Restrictions to Manage Soaring Energy Costs. I'm not going to read this whole article. I want to read some of the, the suggestions that they had on this. So, okay. so first it says, this from ZeroHedge.com. It says, before Russian invasion of Ukraine, Russia supplied the world with one out of every 10 barrels of crude oil. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's so, significant. 10% of the world's oil, crude mm-hmm. oil, came from Russia. But as the United States, Canada, and Australia have in, imposed embargoes on Russian crude and some buyers in Europe are halting purchases, the global oil market is facing one of the worst disruptions since 1973 oil crisis. Taking us back to who? Well, that actually would be Nixon, but, uh, but it really yeah. hit during the Carter yeah. years. The oil crisis was yes. most yeah. prominent in the Carter era. But it goes on to say... Uh, when the members of the Organization of Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OAPEC, not OPEC, but OAPEC. Oh, it's OAPEC. not OPEC anymore? Well, that that was that the Organization of Arab oh, Petroleum, gotcha. uh, led by Saudi Arabia, declared an oil ban on Western countries for support of Israel during the Yom Kippur War. Hmm. Energy shock of the mid-70s led to the reduction of maximum national speed limits from 70 down to 55. Did you know I that? I did not know I that. I didn't know that either, but here's the picture proving it. There's. Huh. Here, let me zoom out so we can see this a little better. Interesting. See, uh, speed limit. They're, they're putting see, up 55 over the 70. I, I, I'm drawing the line there. I'm not going back to 55. You're not going to go back. Well, no. well here's some of uh, a 10-point action plan. It hopes Western company or countries will implement to curtail oil demand. You ready for these action plans? <laughs> All right, lay it on me. Number one, reduce speed limits on highways by at least 10 kilometers per hour. What would no. that be in miles per hour? Um, talking like 5K is three and an eighth mile, so 10, 10 kilometers would be about six miles per hour. So we're dropping yeah. down from like 70 down to like 60. Yeah. Four? Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine saying 64? <laughs> yeah, 64 exactly. 64 miles per hour. It's just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the impact of this would save around 290 KB. I'm guessing KB is kilo kilobarrels? Yeah, kilo that's, barrel? that sounds about right. Why don't they just say 290,000 barrels? I know. So I'm going to say that. Saves around 290,000 barrels of oil used from cars and an additional 140,000 from trucks. Number two. Here's the next one. Work from home up to three days a week when possible. Could we do that? Would that be possible for us? I, I, 
you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I would say probably in the not. service industry that might be difficult. Yeah, I think that so. might pose to be a challenge. And then getting then when we do have to get out, we gotta slow down by right. six miles yeah. an hour too. The impact one day a week saves around 170 thousand barrels per day. Three days saves five hundred thousand barrels per day. How does that make any sense? It says per D, which would be per day, right? Yeah, right. So how does cutting down one day save like that doesn't make any sense to yeah, me. Yeah, no, it doesn't I make could sense. see it being five hundred thousand in the three days. Right, yeah. But not per no, not day. per day. That doesn't, that doesn't make, make sense. any sense because yeah. it's still cutting the same per day out just over three days. Right, yeah. But the law of averages still averages down to the same amount per right. day. I I don't know. <clears throat> Number three, car free Sundays in cities. <laughs> so no cars on Sundays. Well, most people who drive on Sundays can't drive anyway. So. Uh, that's that's true. <laughs> but you you see, like certain towns have would, like no alcohol sales yeah. until noon on Sundays. That would well, be now really we're hard for my family who goes to church twenty miles. Well, north. that's what I was going to say. Uh, that's kind of really impacting the churchgoers yeah. most. Right. Um, and the people are looking to go buy beer well, for the football games. And most churches, as they they they've been relocating to the outskirts of towns. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to suck for churchgoers. Right. The impact every Sunday saves saves around three hundred and eighty thousand barrels per day. One say one Sunday a month saves ninety five thousand barrels per day. I, I, yeah, I don't. I gotta know. be. I don't get like, the math. Am I am I reading that KB per day right? Yeah, I, I mean that's, it's got to be yeah. thousands of barrels yeah. per day, right? Well, let's let's verify. Uh, here. Yeah, let's Google. Let's K- Google KB and oil per. Day or oil meaning here, thousands of barrels per day. Yeah, okay. I was right. You're right. I I second guessed myself, but I was absolutely right. Yes. So if we cut back every Sunday, we're saving three hundred eighty thousand barrels per day. But only one Sunday, we're saving ninety five thousand barrels per day. You're doing something wrong here. Yeah. I I'm guessing that's three hundred eighty thousand per month. Right, that would make more sense. Because yeah. four times 95 would yeah. be approximately 380. Right, yeah, right. So that would make more sense that you're saving that much per yeah the entire month. But, uh, like, get your facts straight. Zero. This is Zero Hedge, too. I know, this is one of our go-tos. Well, this is the IEA that unveiled this oh, action plan. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, make use of public transport cheaper and, and incentivize micro-mobility, walking, and cycling. How do you incentivize cycling? Right. Yeah, exactly. Saves 300,000 or 330,000 barrels per day. Alternate private car access to roads in large cities. I'm not sure what that means. It's like certain days you can drive on them. Right. And sometimes you can't. Yeah. Or everybody like, uh, A through L Drives on these days, right. and M through Z drives on these days. <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the impact is 210,000 barrels per day. Increased car sharing and adopt practices to reduce fuel use is 470,000. Yeah, you know what that would be? You know, we could we could carpool yeah. with our coworker. What, we could take turns. We could drive around to each other's houses and then drive to the office, pick each other up, and then drive but to then the office. But then you're spending more gas I know. getting there <laughs> because we almost live the same distance away from I know. <laughs> uh, promote efficient driving for freight trucks saves $320,000. Why wouldn't they promote efficient driving anyways? Uh, I don't know. Incentivize not putting 
the pedal to the metal, I guess. I guess. Uh, using high-speed and night trains instead of planes where possible. That would take so fucking long. <laughs> oh, that long. would suck. Can you imagine? It's just like, hey, I've got a business trip to L.A. this weekend. Uh, I'm going to jump on the train. <laughs> and, and be there in three days. Yeah. <laughs> saves four. That only saves 40000 per day. I, out of all these, um, that doesn't seem yeah. like it really helps much. Um, avoid business air travel where alternative options exist. Saves 260000 This one is funny to me. Reinforce the ad- adoption of electric and more efficient vehicles. Oh, yeah. It only saves 100,000 barrels per day. Yeah. Right. Out of all of these, like even reducing yeah. the speed limit saved 290,000. That's funny. But switching to electric cars only yeah. saves 100,000, yeah. like a third of yeah. what reducing by six miles per hour is. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. And plus, you're spending $60,000 on a vehicle that most people can't afford. Right, right. So that's... If I could afford $60,000 on a vehicle, yeah, I'd have no problem paying. Be a, yes. It's not going to be an electric vehicle. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like probably a gas guzzling like oh, diesel yeah. or something. V8, yeah, absolutely. 69, tricked out Camaro. <laughs> absolutely. Um, did you see the one, there was a meme that was like um, telling telling consumers that the way to the way around not being able to afford gas prices by buying a $60,000 vehicle is like telling a homeless person to yeah, buy a house. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the viable option yeah, right now. It's right. like, well, I can't afford the yeah. $5 a gallon, so I should go yeah. buy a $60,000 yeah, car. Right, yeah. I can see Biden be like, well, we'll give you tax incentives. <laughs> Probably. I'm surprised he hasn't yet. Yeah, we'll just throw more money at it, and yeah. then inflation gets worse, right. and then... Prices go up more, yeah. and then we can't afford more, and it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah. So what do you think? Any of these sound like good good options to you? No, they all sound horrible to me. Like <laughs> they, They're just – it sounds like something – it's like we do security systems, yeah. right? And it's like when you have to put it in a system that an engineer has designed, <laughs> yeah. and you're looking at it and be like, okay, this is not feasible at all. It sounds like an engineer – designed this plan well you know some nerd was sitting there like calculating well you know you yeah. do realize that by going an extra 10 kilometers per hour yeah you know we're actually burning more gas right. by doing that yeah but but if if we went slower yeah we would burn less gas. So maybe if we all just drove slower. Right. I mean, how many people yeah. follow the speed limits we have now? Right. I was going to say, I, I think, again, I'm, I use it as I go about 10 miles over the speed limit. Uh, yeah. So I would still be going about 74 there if they go. drafted to 64. I mean, that's still. And, and alternating roads, I mean, or road use, I mean, yeah. that's just, that's that's so dumb. Or car, car-free Sundays. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like you said, in a, in a service industry. I mean, it just isn't. Sorry, we can't deliver pizza today because it's not our day. You know. Yeah. Since when do I mean? Back in the day, people didn't work Sundays, but right. for the most part now, it's. I mean, probably forty percent. I would say of Americans work yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. So how does car-free Sunday actually work? Right. It, yeah. That that is coming from the most naive, yeah. elitist mindsets. Yeah. Where where. Kind of like back to the oh well, just uh, deal with yeah. it or eat legumes yeah. instead yeah. of uh, or just meat. just get your church service online. Yeah, it, well that that's fine if that was what we were concerned about. Right. But but the people making less than the three hundred thousand uh, dollars a year are more likely than the elitists 
to be working on Sunday. So how does that work? Do you just shut down the economies on Sundays? Right. Yeah, that's. I mean, how does right. that affect inflation by by right. shutting down yeah. business altogether on Sundays? Right. How how does that work? Yeah, I mean, they don't put, they don't live in our fucking world. They yeah. they can't like yeah. think like us because they just don't right belong like you said there. It's, it's just it's foreign to them yeah. i mean they have no understanding in this like, alien well, world well who needs to drive on a sunday anyway right. i mean but most people yeah. just sit at home and watch football right. on that you, day you, and you, get their drivers to go buy their beer wait you you work 40 hours a week <laughs> yeah oh you work you work weekends what? People, didn't people you work, go to school people, yeah yeah no kidding um Using trains instead of planes when possible. You think yeah. the people that um, came up with this, they're actually going to put themselves say, yeah, on a train? Right. These are the people that have their own planes, right? Yeah. These are Congress who fly, you know, private jets and and you know these these personal line commercial business class so that they can avoid the that little people. Yeah, you know, it's all stupid. It it's is. all it's all horseshit in my opinion. Um, that's all I have to say about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking absolutely asinine to yeah. be like, well, you, you know. And my favorite one was with the guy that said, nobody said this. W- one of the ways to deal with yeah. this is, number four, nobody said this would be fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, but we didn't fucking ask for it either. Right, yeah, exactly. We're not the ones that are trying to tra- transition the whole economy over to green economy because yeah. it's better for the world. Right. Oh, you you could take a bus. Yeah, yeah. you think this dumbass is take right. would ever put his ass on a bus right. yeah. as he's as he's typing out yeah. this op ed? Do you think he's typing it yeah. from a bus? Right. No, yeah. he's he's fucking no. or or let alone you know cutting back to lentils. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, if you all um, you know, you cut back to yeah. uh, lentils as he's like slobbing on yeah. like octopus or something. Right. Yeah. Or the last last living rhinoceros. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all stupid. It is. It just shows, but it just shows the disconnect. Yeah, right. But it's the same world that Biden comes from. Yeah, because Biden has this whole plan, and and it's the same. Fucking no, shit. no, no. Biden is middle level Scranton. Oh, remember? Yeah, that's right. With corn pop. With corn pop, who's a really bad dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he was never privileged. You know? Oh no, no, not um, at all. Never anything like that. He doesn't come from that. He comes yeah. from the middle class, which. Right. He might come from the middle class, but n- nothing about Biden is middle class no. in the last. Biden what, said bye bye to the middle class, like you said, about fifty years yeah. ago. Speaking of Biden, and just speaking of Biden, yes, uh, Hunter's email or his laptop just came back up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Not not physically; it didn't just like reappear right. like it did I last was time. Say, where the Best Buy guy was like, <laughs> it just appeared in Giuliani's yeah. lap, or just appeared at the. No, uh, the the story came up from an unexpected source, the New York Times, because the New York Times was one to very oh, quickly yeah. discredit yes. New York Post for coming out with yeah. this. They were they just were the a ones, tabloid, right? Yeah, they're the ones I, yeah. I think called New York Post a tabloid and said, this is un- unsubstantiated. Right. They didn't want it to be another uh, Hillary email right. server yeah. scandal. So um, that got quietly swept under the rug, and just as quietly, it's basically being... Um, it's <laughs> it's being used as truth yeah. by the same source that said it was not truth. So um, I, it's interesting. This one's interesting, but I'm going to read this article from Reason.com, which I've never heard of this source. Hmm. And then I'll, I'll tell you why it's interesting to me. It says, The New York Times belatedly admits the emails on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop are real and newsworthy. 
first of all, I got to point out, they didn't ever come out and say, oh, by the way, we were wrong. Right. Right. They didn't ever come back and say, oh, just so you know, this was right. No- nothing like that. Basically, what happened was <clears throat> this whole, like, uh, IRS dig into Hunter Biden, this tax fraud thing, dig into... Um, New York Times did a, a piece on that, and they're like, and this was confirmed in X emails and on Hunter Biden's laptop. So basically, saying they were true right. without coming out and yeah, and reversing doing a one eighty at all. They yeah. just they're using it as evidence in their own article after they discredited it right. years ago. Now they're coming out basically uh, substantiating it by not substantiating by it. by by saying yeah by. Using it yeah. as evidence in their piece here. That's interesting. It says, year and a half after the New York Post broke the story, the Times said it has authenticated the message it previously deemed suspect. So I guess they did say they have finally. Oh, okay. Now they finally have after, authenticated After this. a year after the election. A year and a half yeah. later. Oh, finally they have authenticated yeah. this. Well, I guess, I guess it, this is true. Uh, it says, yesterday the New York Times published a story that quotes emails from a laptop that uh, that Hunter Biden, President Joe Biden's son, abandoned at a computer repair shop in Delaware. The messages reinforced the impression that Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company that reportedly paid the younger Biden $50,000 a month to serve on its board, expected him to use his influence with his father for the company's benefit, and an allegation that figured prominently into the scandal that led to Donald Trump's impeachment by pressuring Ukrainian government to announce a Biden Burisma corruption investigation. The wow. message there's a lot in that sentence. That, yeah, there was. So let's unpack that a little. So if Biden's or Hunter Biden's laptop did exist and they have authenticated the content of it, then that also authenticates the content that connects Hunter Biden with Burisma, which then kind of gives a little credit back to Trump, who was pressuring Ukraine in, to look into the Hunter and Burisma corruption connection, which led ultimately to Trump's impeachment. So do they ever come back and say, oh, we were wrong about that, no, too? No, no. <laughs> uh, Trump didn't really—Trump had some kind of substantiated— right. uh, some, there was something here yeah. that he was going off. It wasn't just him, like, pressuring against— uh, a campaign, uh, like a, a campaign, uh, right? Like, the the competition, whatever. Yeah, right. Like, Mudslinging. My my brain won't work right now. It says the message included includes evidence that Hunter Biden arranged an April 2015 meeting between his father, then Vice President, and a Burisma executive. If all that sounds familiar, it's because the New York Post first reported this eyebrow-raising information back in October 2020, a month before the presidential election. Uh, Pro-Biden, anti-Trump journalists, including several at the Times, portrayed the Post story as unsubstantiated at best. Politico reported that more than 50 former senior intelligence officials believed the emails had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Some journalists suggest it was reckless even to acknowledge the Post report. (laughs) That's just right. Like, even to acknowledge that this report, that somebody's like, what do you think of the the New York? post re- article and they're like whoa whoa it's dangerous to even acknowledge <laughs> that that exists yeah we don't speak of that yeah around we, like we don't even speak of that 
that news agency you're yeah, talking about. Right. Like that's it's a tabloid rag. It's like the Voldemort. Of, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like thou shall not be named. Says Twitter, which initially blocked links to the article, seemed to agree. While the Times did not ignore the story, the paper's coverage treated it with skepticism and disdain. But that was then. A year and a half later, the Times thinks the emails it viewed as suspect before Joe Biden's election are now newsworthy. People familiar with the federal investigation of Hunter Biden, it reports, said prosecutors had examined emails between him, his former business partner, Devon Archer, and others regarding Burisma and other foreign business activity. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. <laughs> the messages were authenticated by people familiar with them and with the investigation. That's what the Times is saying about it now. Yeah, that's quite the But before, they're saying, yeah. oh, that's unsubstantiated yeah. at best. But it has all the, the earmarks of a Russian operation. Right, yeah. Obviously, this is Obviously. Russia trying to help Donald Trump once again. Yeah. We know. Well, we know that Russia lies, mm -hmm. and we know that they... Yeah. They drop chemical weapons on their people, and we know that they spread misinformation about. I mean, look at Hillary Clinton email or the email servers. That was all Russia. Right. So the Hunter Biden one had to, be, to be all Russia. Too. We're not going to let Russia take two from us. But then today they're like, or this this last week they're like, well, our people got a bunch of files that came from the laptop. And they're authenticated now. Right. Yeah, but but not back then. They weren't authentic. Now they're authenticated. Yeah. So now now that Biden's not on the chopping block for right. this with a presidential election, yeah, now we can come out and be like, you know, the reason why we know this is because of these emails that we've suddenly yeah. authenticated. But, but what's the odds in the next election if Trump is the guy comes out and be like, I told you. I told you. Then all of a sudden it's gonna be like that's Russian misinformation. Yeah, right. He's trying it again. It says, in October 2020, by contrast, the Times reported that the Post story was so iffy that some reporters withheld their bylines. Here is how the Times described the competitor scoop. So this was them back in 2020. Coming late in a heated presidential campaign, the article suggests that Joseph R. Biden Jr. had used his position to enrich his son Hunter when he was vice president. The Post based the story on photos and documents the paper said it had taken from the hard drive of a laptop purportedly belonging to Hunter. Many Post staff members questions what, questioned whether the paper had done enough to verify the authenticity of the hard drive contents. Said five people with knowledge of the tabloid's inner workings. Staff members also had concerns about the reliability of its source and its timing, the people said. The Times was similarly dismissive in a story published four days later. I'm not going to read all of these because yeah. we did a whole episode yeah, talking about all this. Yep. I just find it interesting now, all of a sudden, when it works in their benefit or when it doesn't matter for the presidential campaign, it's far enough in the past that people are like, who fucking cares? Right, right. yeah. Right. Who, who, who cares? But, I mean, I still care oh, because we've talked about Biden or Hunter's um, fraud or uh, uh, money laundering schemes through his painting and all his dealings with China. We talked about his dealings with yeah. uh, Ukraine. We've talked about his dealings all over the world, mm -hmm. and now that this is coming up, it's like, well, what, uh, what all of all the rest of that's true that right. they're covering up, and why the fuck are they covering it up? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, they don't got Trump really to battle against now, no. so you'd think they would come out and be like, we we really got to look into this. But 
we yeah. don't have uh, journalists that actually care about exposing no. politicians now. Yeah. We, we have journalists that want to cover it up for politicians. Politicians have always covered their own tracks, covered right. the shit up. But they don't usually, need the media helping. It used to be the the media right. that was keeping them accountable in that. It's like yeah. that's why they had freedom of press. Yeah, you know, you remember you said this, but yeah. we actually have photographic evidence uh, on the contrary. Right. And now it's like, well, we, we got, but is that really uh, authentic? I mean, we wouldn't be doing our due diligence if we posted this. This uh, picture of Hunter Biden smoking crack. Right. Um, we, I mean, that would be making Biden look bad, and yeah. we're not here to make the president right. look bad, guys. Yeah. Right. It's just like total opposite from mm. it, and it, it just makes you wonder where the money's all coming. No, from. absolutely, absolutely. So, what do you think of that one? It's bullshit. And Does again, it surprise it's, you? No, it doesn't. And unfortunately, it's not going to matter. So no. it should, but it doesn't, and that's what pisses me off. Yeah, it should matter. Uh, nobody cares. Yeah, uh, it's far enough in the past that even probably Trump supporters are going to be like, "Well, shit." Well, obviously. Yeah. But what good's it going to do now? I right. mean, people are going to like probably throw a bitch fit here and there in pockets, but it's not going to come to anything. Hunter Biden's not going to see like jail time. No. I don't think he's. No. Not, I mean, it's all going to. Well, well, my other son, my right. other son. God rest his soul. Yeah. Died of cancer. I can't lose another. And everybody's yeah. going to be like, oh, we can't throw Hunter in jail. Right. Yeah. Right. Because then Joe is just a shitty father. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like he probably is. He probably is. So that's all I got. Do you got anything no, else? No, I don't. I don't. I think we, we covered it. And I, I think this is, it will come up again during the elections. Oh, it I, will. I guarantee it. But again, I don't know if it'll matter. No, it won't. Because then the Times will be like, we we covered this already, guys. Right. We already talked about this. Yeah. And this, this is basically horse. nothing yeah. um, incident here. It's not like Hunter's really on the chopping block right, right now. It's not like he's actually really they're coming down in full force yet. Right. But when it comes back up in elections and people are like, uh, we told you about this and you guys all covered it up and um, – there's all the scandal. Then the Times can come out and be like, "Actually, we talked about right. this. We authenticated that, and right. we we actually held him. We yeah. held him accountable right. for that. Or we do we really have to hold him accountable twice? Right. Yeah. That isn't that called double jeopardy, guys? Right. I mean, are, are you willing to ruin this man's life because? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but but I I just hear all the talking points already of how they're going to wash this under the rug, and it's yeah. just like so annoying. Yeah. So we've I got. Agree. We've got countries shifting around for different strategic strategery. Yes, as in the the words of George G-W. W. Bush, some some strategery uh, to to get the oil and the freedoms where we want mm-hmm. them. Then we've got what else did we talk about today? Uh, we got uh, the the two hour phone call. Yeah, the oh, Miami yeah, the, under the siege. Invasion of yes, <laughs> Fauci not going oh, away. Yes, you yes. can't forget Fauci no. doesn't go anywhere because he yes. doesn't want to. Um, yeah, then the phone call, and then oh, oh. yes, how to how to limit the uh, gas? <laughs> yeah, by e- eating lentils and driving slower. Yes. So, all these important life lessons that we had learned today in yes. this weekend wrap up. So I hope you all feel privileged by getting this information. Yes, <laughs> if it wasn't for us. You guys want to have heard all of this. Right. So, yes. That's all we got for this week. This has been a fun one. Yes. Weekend wrap up where we just wrap up everything else in the world. 
almost forgot to mention, tomorrow night we have a special guest coming on, and this is going completely away from the war in Russia, Ukraine, wherever the wars are these days. It's away from COVID, well, mostly away from COVID, all that shit. We're, we're having on a nutritional therapist. And before you're like, well, that sounds freaking boring. This guy is intriguing. This guy um, talks about like the uh, comparison of, or like the, the relation of the foods we put in our body as being Americans, like the shit food, yeah. um, and how that's leading to all these increase and in all these different ailments like diabetes and cancer and stuff. And, and how, like, he actually says, Doctor, this was interesting to me. He says, doctors do not specialize in nutrition. Hmm. And so that was interesting to me. And so that's why they're always throwing medicine at it because uh, big pharma and all that shit. It's interesting to me that somebody that specializes in the body isn't interested in the biology, the composition of the body, which is what, like, what goes in, what comes out, and all that stuff. Like, you think they would have to take a basic course right. on nutrition right. because that highly affects like the medical side yeah. of your body and Definitely. your ailments and stuff. And that's some of the stuff he talks about. He also talks about how the medical industry was hijacked by the Rockefellers or whatever. So there, there's a lot of crazy shit that he talks about, and I have a lot of questions for him. And so going to talk about like taking back control of your health taking back control of your life through like your own nutrition and, and things like that. So make sure you come on for that. His name is Jay Gulanello, I think. Let me let me verify that. Hang on just a second. Uh, I don't want to completely. Jay Gulanello. <coughs> He's a East Coast-based um, nutritional therapist. He's opening up like camps. He he specializes in like he calls it like ancestral nutrition or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's opened up like camps and for like therapy sessions and stuff. So um, it should be an interesting one. That's going to be we're going to have him on tomorrow night live at seven p.m. Central Standard Time, same time as always. Uh, make sure you show up for that because if you have any questions on your own personal health, you have any questions on like nutrition or like certain diseases and how how you can maybe take control of that without the use of pharmaceuticals definitely check this this episode out because it's going to be fun did you ever listen to the i haven't yet so i'm hoping to tonight i know i, I gave know. you homework and you didn't i know do it. i've been busy he, he's very interesting so yeah. i'm ready to get out of here me too let's get out of here have a great rest of your weekend the last couple hours there is uh, check us out all over social media. Share us all over the place, like we always say. Otherwise, be back here tomorrow night for that fun episode. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zelinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.